the book of Psalms, starting with 140. David is praying to the Lord to rescue him, to preserve him. Uh, he, he sees enemies all around him, and he's he's praying, uh, getting getting himself clear, reaching out to God. You are my God. Give ear, O Lord, to the voice of my supplication. O God, the Lord, the strength of my salvation. And so he continues to pray against his enemies and, and pray for, he says, I know, 12, I know that the Lord will maintain the cause of the afflicted and justice for the poor. Surely the righteous will give thanks to your name. The upright will dwell in your presence. And then we're on to 141. David's again uh, crying out to God, praying to God, um, but a little differently this time. Um, He's, you know, he's asking that the Lord honors prayers, relating them to incense. You see this a lot if you see, like, uh, St. Vasily's, which is the church on the Red Square in Moscow. You know how they have those onion domes? If you go inside there, it's like an open, it goes all the way up. And, and the idea is like uh, prayers go up like incense. They're, they're like basically candles. Uh, so you see that a lot in the Eastern Church. Um, so set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the doors of my lips. So he's, you know, now he's looking inwardly before he was the the, the last psalm he was more just kind of railing against enemies but now he's saying look at me make sure that i am pure don't let me speak evil keep watch over the door of my lips i think we uh, i mentioned yesterday that the concept of us being gates here he's talking about our mouth being a door like watching what passes through is it holy and righteous or is it not he says um you know, don't incline my heart to do anything evil or to practice, you know, to think anything evil or to practice, to do anything wicked. Um, and, and, you know, don't hang around with uh, men of iniquity. It says, uh, do not eat their delicacies. Let the righteous smite me in kindness and reprove me. So he's, he's wanting uh, discipline by the righteous. He said, "Is oil upon the head. Do not let my head refuse it. So he said, it's a blessing to be reproved in a godly manner. There's a lot of upheaval in this psalm. Uh, it says, for their judges are thrown down by the sides of the rocks. And they hear it. So um, he, uh, you know, he he's wanting... Uh, to be reproved in righteousness, but then he's uh, praying against uh, wicked deeds and others. And then judges are being thrown down. All this implies the Lord kind of doing a, a new thing. The judges are thrown down and then they hear his words for they are pleasant. When one plows and breaks open the earth, it's just a lot of upheaval. Our bones have been scattered at the mouth of Sheol. For my eyes are toward you, O God, the Lord. In you I take refuge. Do not leave me defenseless. Um, It's it's interesting. There's a lot of powerful symbolism in this. I'm not, the Lord's not showing me exactly (laughs) uh, what this is. But 
you know, the Psalms in, you know, last couple, I think, or last one I breezed through, uh, sometimes if the Lord leads you to any scripture, he can open it up in such a powerful way that it really speaks to you. But, you know, sometimes like I just read through the last scripture and I just had nothing. Um, uh, so, the, the, you know, the Lord can use everything uh, to teach us when the time is right and he wants to speak to us through that thing. This one, there's clearly all kinds of uh, disruption going on. And then he he turns and says, but my eyes are towards you. So that's kind of a good word for today. We've got all kinds of disruption going on, but where are our eyes focused? To you, O God, the Lord, in you I take refuge. Do not leave me defenseless. Keep me from the jaws of the trap which they have set for me, and from the snares of those who do iniquity. Let the wicked fall into their own nets while I pass by safely. Yes, Lord, help us to be safely away from the wickedness of the world right now. And then we're on to 142. So this one we get to know what was going on with David. He was in a cave, he's praying, he's in big trouble. He says, I cry aloud with my voice to the Lord. I make supplications with my voice to the Lord. I pour out my complaint before him. I declare my trouble before him. So he's he's needy. He knows his life and all his men's lives are in danger. And he's crying out, Lord, help me. Everyone's around him. They've laid a trap for him. There's no escape. He says, I, you know, and it kind of ends with no one cares for my soul. But then I, number five, I cried out to you, O Lord. I said, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. So he realizes in this moment that that God is his salvation. God is, is his hiding spot. God is his protection. And uh, he's totally trapped as far as the world sees. And it's up to God whether he lives or dies. Give heat, which is always true, but sometimes... We need, you know, hopefully we come to the place of fully living that every moment. But that's a process to get there. And so sometimes along that way, we think, yeah, we're all in the world, uh, either happy-go-lucky or it's up to me and in my own strength. Um, And sometimes God needs to take us through situations like this to realize we are completely dependent on him. So he cries out, Give heed to my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring my soul out of prison, so that I may give thanks to your name. The righteous will surround me, for you will deal bountifully with me. So he realizes God is fully capable of doing far more good than he can possibly imagine. And he puts his life in the Lord's hands. And then we're on to 143. Again, David is uh, crying out to God. And, um, you know, he's got enemies persecuting him. He's He feels like he's crushed and have, having to hide in dark places. My spirit is overwhelmed. My heart is appalled. I remember the days of old. I meditate on your doings. So he's turning to God. I've got all this surrounding me. But I turn to you, I muse on the work of your hands. I stretch out my hands to you. My soul longs for you as a parched land. Answer me quickly, O Lord, my spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me. So, again, in a difficult place and crying out to God. You know, some of these are, um, some of the themes are very repetitive. But 
I was just thinking about David writing them. <laughs> I have discovered the amazing benefits of journaling. Kara has been a big journaler for a long time, and I struggle to do it. I just flat don't do it. I haven't done it in over a month. But what I... So I'm I'm really having a hard time making myself do it on a daily basis, which is what I would like to do. But what I've discovered about it is that when I write out things that I'm thinking, uh, uh, you know, things God's showing me, for instance, because it takes longer to write than it does to think, that um, he develops these thoughts more. And I, it's, it's like I'm, it's, a, it's a practice of meditation where I end up hearing more from the Lord that way. And uh, later, you know, and so it's totally fresh to him. But at the same time, I think by writing it out, he's, he's communing with the Lord. And so, uh, especially this is, the way we're reading through the scriptures this year is not my favorite because we're jamming in however many Psalms in one day versus reading one a day along with some other scriptures. Um, it can get a little monotonous to jam six or seven script, uh, psalms into a day versus just meditating on one of them and then moving on to a, a different topic. Um, but, you know, when he wrote this, it was fresh. I stretch out my hands to you. My soul longs for you as a parched land. Answer me quickly, O Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me or I will become like those who go down to the pit. Let me hear your loving kindness in the morning, for I trust in you. Teach me the way I should walk, for to you I lift up my soul. And this is, should be our heart cry all the time. Teach us your ways. Show us how to live our lives. Deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies. I take refuge in you. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. For the sake of your name, O Lord, revive me. In your righteousness, bring my soul out of trouble. And in your loving kindness, cut off my enemies and destroy all those who afflict my soul. For I am your servant. Ah, um, it's a good prayer. And then we're on to 144. And David starts out by worshiping the Lord and realizing everything comes from him. That the Lord is his loving kindness and fortress, his stronghold and deliverer, his shield, and he in whom I take refuge, he subdues my people under me. O Lord, this is a famous verse, O Lord, what is man that you take knowledge of him, or the son of man that you think of him? Man is like a mere breath, his days are like a passing shadow. He's praying for the Lord to come close. Bow your heavens, O Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains that they smoke. He's asking for the presence of the Lord, even though it might mean lightning. Uh, He's asking for arrows to confuse his enemies. Stretch forth your hand on high. Rescue me and deliver me. He says, I will worship you, O God. And then he's praying for prosperity, that the, you know, the kids grow up strong, that the, the flocks and the fields produce incredibly well. And so 
that there be no outcry in the street. How blessed are the people who are so situated. How blessed are the people whose God is the Lord. And then we're on to 145. And he begins once again, blessing the Lord, praising the Lord, acknowledging his goodness, which is important to do in our hearts and in our minds that we acknowledge the greatness of God and how much we need him. Every day I will bless you and I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and highly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. And so David's meditating on the greatness of God, the the majesty of his former works, all the things that he's done before in the lives of others and in his own life. He's just contemplating this greatness of God and how he works for the good of those who love him. Men shall speak of the power of your awesome acts, and I will tell of your greatness. 8. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and great in loving kindness. The Lord is good to all, and his mercies are over all his works. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and your godly ones shall bless you. You shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and talk of your power. This is really cool that David's talking about a coming kingdom. You know, David had a kingdom. So in a way, I guess he's saying this kingdom that I'm presiding over is your kingdom. But man, I really read this as a coming kingdom of God that was beyond David's reach, that he knew about this, but he couldn't, he could see of it, but he could not see in it. He could not experience it and talk of your power to make known to the sons of men your mighty acts and the glory of the majesty of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord sustains all who fall and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food in due time. So the Lord is the provider of all things. His kingdom is without end. David understood these things way back. The Lord takes care of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his deeds. The Lord is near to all who call upon him. To all who call upon him in truth, he will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. He will also fear their cry and will save them. The Lord keeps all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord and all flesh and will bless his holy name forever and ever. So David realizes everything comes from the Lord, every good thing, and that every life, whether honorable, righteous, or wicked, uh, it in the end is subjected to the king, and that his kingdom is ever expanding, his glory coming forth. David saw into this day that there would be a day when the reality of his kingdom would come on the earth. He longed to look into these things and we get to experience. So seek the Lord that we receive everything, that we miss nothing. Bless the Lord. And that's it for today. God bless you.